Oh, why not take a break? Pause that game you're playing and instead listen to Nintendvania. Welcome to the show, a fortnightly Nintendo gaming podcast. I'm your host, Josh, or JT, if you'd like. And in this episode, we are discussing... The Pokemon Company had a Pokemon Presents a couple of weeks ago. We're going to go over the announcements and why the presentation was never going to have the new games, those black and white three remakes, um, Pokemon Legends Arceus 2, all those ones that people wanted, why that was never going to happen. But it did have some NSO news. We've got Pokemon Stadium 2 and Pokemon, the trading card game for Game Boy Color now on Switch. We're going to go over why those are some real hidden gems. Red Dead Redemption is getting ported to the Switch. Is it worth the price tag for this, what many people are calling a bare-bones port? We've got new Splatoon, Amiibo, and a new incoming season for the game. Um, Big Man is huge. I love it. We're going to go over and look, and I'm going to sort of geek out a little looking at these Amiibos. Uh, remember Street Pass. We're going to reminisce the good old days as well as uncover what's behind its revival in 2023. And for Weird Nintendo, a lucky person buys a GameCube with a rare game inside. We've got to stick around to find out what it was. And to help me navigate through this episode, I'm joined by a very special guest. This person is a talented producer and presenter. Their TikTok creations are viewed by thousands and are shown on ABC Gamer, which is a new YouTube channel for established and emerging Australian voices in gaming. Please welcome Nom. Hello, how are you going? Hello, I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on to my show. Um, I've followed you on Twitter and seen your work as well as uh, a lot of your other colleagues on ABC Gamer. And so um, for those who don't know, uh, what is ABC Gamer? Oh, ABC Gamer started as a way to like um, basically showcase Australian gaming voices, do little um, gaming skits, talk about gaming news, just a way for the ABC to move into the gaming space of things because it's such an important space for young people and just everyone really like. Yeah. It's, um, I love it. It's been around for nearly a year now. I think the revival is this, cause this was, um, from, I think obviously good game was a massive show, popular show that the ABC used to do. And back in the day, I remember, I really remember a good game. That was a big part of my childhood and sort of knowing, and f sort of finding out about games, I'd watch uh, their, I think on every every Tuesday night, Good Game was on, and then they have the Spawn Point and all their other little um, shows that they built up over time. And so um, I think that this is very cool that the ABC's decided to revive this and start talking about video games again, because, yeah, you're right. It's um, a lot of people out there with their opinions and want to talk about these things, and um, Australia's got a really cool, uh, not just indie game scene, but... Um, also, the people around it who want to talk about it more. So, um, how did you get into it, Nom, as uh, your current position? Because you're making TikToks, is that correct? Yeah. So, um, my main title is a TikTok producer and presenter. I, I love actually, that's a job title now. That is so good. I know. I, I still can't believe it. Yeah. I started out in news, actually, at ABC News in Tasmania. Oh, okay. Um, and I was doing a bit of everything. I was doing editing and camera work and reporting. And then when things like Instagram Reels and TikTok started to become the mainstream, like way that people get news, um, I decided to start making these little news videos on Instagram and TikTok, built up my kind of skills there. And then when the job popped up at ABC Gamer to do the same thing, I was like, I'm a gamer. That sounds like tick, a really tick. cool job. So yeah. yeah. Moved oh. up to Sydney. Yeah, and 
big big sea change for you. That that is awesome. I I have heard those. Is it was it a cadetship you had with ABC News in Tasmania? Yeah, I. Yeah. So it was so crazy. I just it was the very. So I'll go back to the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Was in school studying to do media. I was studying my certificate four, and ABC put out a call for people who wanted to do work experience, just like one day a week, come into the ABC, see what it's like. Yeah. And I applied on literally the last day of <laughs> that and I got it. And then from there, doing one day a week work experience, I got a traineeship and then I got a job and then I got the job at Gamer. And it's just like, I'm so lucky. <laughs> just cascaded and snowballed into all these opportunities for you. Exactly. That is awesome. So, um, so that that's good. So then you've had this sort of like, um, not just uh, you know in front of the camera. It sounds like you had a bit of training behind it, and how all the sort of production work goes together. And um, you'd be getting a lot of exposure with that now with ABC Gamer because it's not just the TikToks. Obviously, they're making their YouTube videos. Um, what's what's this this like? Sort of this creative team of people working together. What, what's that like every day coming into with the coffee and uh, starting work? It's so fun. Like, <laughs> I think what you see on ABC Gamers channel is basically what we're like behind the scenes. It's just a lot of fun. We're just always throwing around ideas. I come in in the morning, the guys are doing some sort of skit that they've made up or some bit. Like, it, it happens behind the camera as well. And mm. it makes my job a lot easier because I can just, like, get my phone and start recording them. And that gives me ideas <laughs> for later as well. That's content right there. Just uh, follow what they're doing and, uh, and then half your job's done, isn't it? Yeah. No, that that's very good. I um, I saw you've done a pick me pickman one the other day, and then the top five worst cats. And so I'm a cat lover, and so I was my my default was I'm offended by this by reading the title, but obviously got to got to watch it and uh, and go from there. Um, uh, what do you have against uh, big the cat? Look, come on. Everybody was really mad about that. <laughs> I just find that part in the game where you have to catch the frog um, when Big keeps losing his frog and you have to get it back for him. Really frustrating. Like, it's probably the worst part of the Sonic games for me. Mm. And it's the bit that sticks in my brain. So when somebody says Sonic, that's one of the first things I think of. So so the bad memory getting associated with it. Is that is Adventures 2? Is that the... Or? Yeah, Sonic yeah. Adventures, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I remember playing Sonic Heroes with my brother um, back in the day. We just absolutely smashed that game, um, and that's one of the, the few ones I played. I don't, I don't, uh, don't play a lot of Sonic, but um, have some fond memories of that, and that's how I, I got to know all the characters. So, um, that very good, Nom. This is that's very cool. The whole uh, process, um, getting this job, TikTok presenter, producer, being an actual title is awesome. Um, very glad to have you on the show. Um, before I get into specific things, I like to sort of do th what I call ice climbers breakers. And so I am just going to ask you some random Nintendo questions just to get to know you a bit more with Nintendo stuff. And so um, the first question, your favorite Mario power-up item. What's your favorite one? Um, the acorn with the P on it. I think it's called a PA corn. Yes. Because you can just jump forever. <laughs> Just, just hack through the game and just... Uh, Unlimited easy. jumps. Yeah, love it. Great. That was a good one, actually. Um, the best Mario Kart. So when I play Mario Kart, I normally use a bike 
like I drive with a bike. Uh, I normally play with Rosalina, so like the Rosalina bike is my pick. That's your favorite one. Yep. Yeah. Um, I could never get the bikes. I don't. They. I just. They don't gel with me. I'm like. Uh, I'm just a four wheels kind of man. Just to keep <laughs> it stable. Um, they're the best ones for me with the drifting. Um, and finally, what color DS do you have growing up? So I actually had a few. So I had the pink one first, and then I accidentally snapped it in half. Um, I don't know how I did like that. The actual whole console in half. The top <gasps> screen came off the bottom. Um, so then I got a lime green DS. Oh, they were um, cool. DS. Yeah. yeah, it was so cool. Um, and then I had a pink, I don't know if it's just called pink or rose gold or whatever, mm. 3DS. Nice. Okay, so some very good colors there. Um, DSs as well, or is it just the 3DSs? Uh, so the first two were 2DSs, the, and then the second one was a 3DS. Oh, the 3DS after that. Nice. Yeah. Not very good. Um, I had the OG red one with the 3DS and then um, they, they were cool and then they were just tiny though and then recently got a, it's like a, it's, it's a deep, deep blue kind of a new 3DS and so that's a lot bigger. That's a lot better for my uh, hands as I'm uh, trying to control and uh, play some of the uh, recent games we've been playing on that. Not very good. Um before we get into what we've been playing, I want to thank everyone who supports the show. Um, there's many ways you can do it. Um, Patreon's definitely one to check out if you're interested in that. Um, my monthly show with Drew from the House of Mario Heaps Good is back on there. Please feel free to check that out. Just us, just talking about our lives and things going on in it. Uh, outside of that, feel free to rate us on Spotify, YouTube, anywhere you are watching or hearing this. Any support, any ratings is greatly appreciated. All right, Nom. Um, what have you been playing lately? Is there a, It doesn't have to be Nintendo-related. Um, I suppose you have to play stuff for your job now as well. well that kind of... <laughs> you you just get do, to claim yeah. games on your tax. I don't know. That's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know either, no. <laughs> um, honestly. But, yeah, um, I, it's like playing games for work actually makes me play them a little less at home because it feels kind of like work. <laughs> but I still I have play all the games, yeah. Yep. Um, I've been playing, I just finished Master Detective Archive on the Switch. Oh, very good. I have a lot of thoughts about it. Yes. Because um, I didn't enjoy the game. But I decided to see it out until the end. And then I really enjoyed the ending. So I'm like, does that make it a good game? Yeah. Probably not because people wouldn't have stuck it out that long to see the ending. You put but up with a lot to get to the, the bit that you enjoyed. It did feel like it was worth it at the end, to be honest. So I would recommend giving it a go if you like text-based games. Yeah, okay. So is that, yeah, I'm not too familiar with what it, what the game's about so is that okay so it's like one of those classic you type in something and it'll tell you what happens from then on and oh no like um more dialogue heavy games okay it's, it's like, a lot of yeah it's very professor layton it's like a mystery game but i just don't like the pacing of it it takes a long time to really get anywhere okay yeah so not not quite what your um doesn't doesn't quite vibe with what you want exactly what you like in a game and that's fine um, so, so you, so you played it now and so you're going to make some content for work now. Is that what you'll, uh, you'll do? Yeah, maybe I'm thinking about it. I, I've also been playing, um, just for fun cause it was on sale, um, monster prom with my friends. It's like a monster prom. Yeah. It's on the switch as well. Um, it's a multiplayer like dating sim game <laughs> where you have to take one of the monsters to prom at the end. Okay. So, 
you kind of compete. It's it's really fun. Nice. And so, how did you hear about this one? I'm gonna try and uh, share my screen with a video of it. I think the first time I saw Monster Prom was on um, Xbox Game Pass. I played it with one of my friends ages ago, and then we were just looking on the Switch store the other day to find something to play, and we found Monster Prom was on sale, and we were like, yeah, let's pick it up again. Yep, yeah, let's give that it's a go. It's a fun time. Nice. Yeah, it's got like 1,500 endings or 1,500 dialogue options or something like that. Okay, so a lot of uh, um, like replayability, I suppose, if you wanted to go through it again and and go exactly. That. All right. We so want to get all the endings. <laughs> yeah. So you got all the different rooms here. Okay. So it's a very yeah yeah stylistic kind of a looking game here. Nice. And so is this something you've streamed as well? I I think I've seen you stream. You've done some of that before on the on the channel as well. Yeah, I've done yeah. lots of streams. I haven't done um, Monster Prom, but it would be really fun. That'd yeah. be a fun one, I think, just to get to yeah, especially dating sim as well. <laughs> Not very good. Cool. Um. What else have you been playing? Is there anything else? Um, not really. I've been thinking of picking up Baldur's Gate 3 because everybody's really into it at the moment. And like my friend Gem at work, she can't stop going on about it because it's really good. So. so what's that one about? Um, so it's very D&D. Like you can roll a dice to have different outcomes in the game and you can make your yes. own character and they can have different traits. And yeah, it looks really interesting. Okay, and so this is kind of take it, making it a bit more virtual, the actual Dungeons & Dragons game a bit. Is that a, yeah. sort of the tabletop kind of a way to play it right now, I suppose? Yeah, exactly. The reason I've been tossing yeah. it up is because I'm not really into turn-based combat games, like where you have to direct each individual character to do stuff. Mm. So, But I think I am going to get it. Give it a go, yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's on PC, Steam, I imagine. Yeah, the main it's on one. PC. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Oh yes. Um, share my screen again. Love hearing about all these different sort of games you can unearth and check out. Ah, yes, very much. Yep. I see what you yeah. mean. Yeah. Other than that, I I usually just play Binding of Isaac on my Switch. That's my default game that I like. Just play when i don't want to think very much yeah kind of uh you've had a you've had a rough day or a tiring one you just want to sit down and, and play something very chill very easy on your head you don't have to think too much is that the kind of game yeah exactly yeah. binding of isaac it's completely randomly generated every time so every time you play it's different but i've played it so much i kind of know what everything is <laughs> so it's like not as um it's because you played it so much. You, you're not as yeah, not as new for you over time. How many hours have you put in then? Is that to? I looked and it said over a hundred. Wow. Um, okay. So you're pretty um. I'm really into it, and that's just on the Switch. Um. So that's since it came into the Switch. Before that, I used to play it on the PlayStation Three. It's one of my favorite games for sure. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, very good. And then um, so you'd be on your Switch a lot, then you reckon, or you probably you probably got a lot of different um consoles. And then your PC as well, probably, to play games. Yeah, so I've just moved house, actually. Um, so the Switch is the easiest to set mm. up and, like, have ready. So I've been playing the Switch a lot. But, um, yeah, I, I have the other consoles as well. My dad, because I lived with my parents before, my dad has, like, every console. So uh, okay. big gamer as well. Yeah, that's so it's in I the get it from. run in the family. Okay, so that's how you've had your sort of... Um, 
initiation to, to games is uh, playing with your dad. And yeah, the, exactly. Yeah, co-op stuff. What, what, what's, what are some of your early memories of sort of games uh, you were playing with him? Um, oh, just like my Nintendo memories. We had like a GameCube and we used to play, I think it was Mario Party and like the Mario games on the GameCube. Nice, nice. There's some very good ones on the GameCube. Um, mm. There was four of them actually. So uh, do, you, do you remember which one? No, There's I one have of them. No idea. Yeah. Um, They're all but good. Yeah. Another memory, I used to play the PlayStation 1 a lot. And I, because the controller was attached by a cord to the PlayStation, it was sitting on top of the TV. And I yanked the controller and the PlayStation fell onto the floor and it broke. Oh, no. Yeah, the yeah. whole console broke. Yeah, the oh, whole console. I shattered. Upset. Yeah. How's your dad? How did he react to that? I was quite upset. <laughs> like, Told you not to yank on the controller. Yeah. Oh did uh did it result in a new console being bought though? And um like an upgrade maybe? Yeah. We we got yeah. the PS2 because it was around the time the PS2 came out. Yeah. We got that next, yeah. See that that's a great tactic then. Like I've <laughs> I am done with this old console. I'm just gonna yank it and break it as a kid and uh, the, the parents are just gonna buy a new upgraded model. That's uh look, I, I mean you did pretty well there. The lime green DS as well. Yeah. So I broke my pink DS, so I didn't mean to do it. Yeah, what is, what is it with you non-breaking your consoles and getting <laughs> new ones from it? That's uh, actually it's quite quite ingenious, actually. <laughs> uh, that's very good. I um been playing. I have been playing a few different things lately. Um, uh, mentioned Oracle of Seasons, which is the Game Boy uh, Zelda last episode, and so I'm still going through that one, having a good time. Um. I got stuck on an island, which was kind of like a Metroidvania level in the game where I lost all my items. And so I had to slowly go through this island, uh, talking to the uh, inhabitants and um, slowly trading up my items back for them. Um, I felt like an idiot. I was just, uh, I got stuck in one spot. And so I had to look things up on YouTube and trying to work things out. And I thought I'd been pretty good until this point, but um, I was just missing simple things. But um wanted to really shout out um, Vampire Survivors. I have played this because um, it recently came out to the Switch. Um, I thought I'd give it a go. And so I thought I'll, I'll check out the eShop um, uh, listing for it. And it was only six bucks or something. And it's so cheap. And it's, um, for those who don't know, I think uh, I had Janibo on a few episodes ago and he talked about this, just how fun this game is where you just, all you do is literally move the character um, and it. Uh, attacks automatically and you just have to survive up to 30 minutes in this roguelike kind of game and so um chaos happens obviously like it gets harder and harder the further on you get but um it is just such a fun time and the music and just the the sprite work it's just just beautiful it just it's a big call out to castlevania with the music and um you know why it's called vampire survivors i don't think there's any vampires in the game i've seen so far so um not sure where the name's coming from but um this this is like one of those games you start playing and then three hours later you've you know you, you wouldn't realize that time has passed since starting and so um again this is going to be one of my like if i've got 10 minutes 10 to 30 minutes before bed um to play and to sort of check out because it's um so easy and, and fun to sort of uh, to do, really. So um, would definitely recommend those who want something on the Switch for, for like six bucks. It's, you know, you're going to get hours and hours of entertainment out of that one. So I would not um, hesitate uh, if you wanted to get something like that. Um, 
Outside of that, uh, the Pokemon trading card game in Pikmin 4, um, the trading card game one on the Game Boy, we'll talk about that a little bit more later in the segment. Um, but uh, let's get on to the news. And so uh, we had the Pokemon Presents just uh, a little, nearly two weeks ago now. This came just a couple of days after the last episode came out. And so... Um, obviously focuses on anything Pokemon-related um, run by the Pokemon company, but, but the main focus was on the upcoming DLC for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet called The Hidden Treasures of Area Zero. Um, we had a whole bunch of other announcements beforehand, including um, talking about the Pokemon World Championships, um, which I think have just been completed. And so this is people playing the actual trading card game and actually um, getting pretty intense with, uh, you know, um, watching the games. Some of the cool merch they could win or would, would win was getting showcased here. Um, is this... Have you played the trading card game before, Nom, at all? You're familiar with the rules and how it works? I have, yeah. We're big collectors, actually. Hey. We all the Pokemon cards nice. over to the new places. Very difficult at the moment. Yep. Yeah. So uh, they're, they're packed away still or you just... Uh... We've got like four big tubs worth because my partner and I... Whoa. We, we love... Yeah, just opening yeah. cards. It's very fun. <laughs> so you'll like buy some cards, you'll open them together, see what kind of cards, like really rare ones or yeah, ones that you need in your ones deck. In a folder and yep. then put the rest like in our pile and we've just accumulated way more than we thought. Four tubs, <laughs> that's massive. Mm-hmm. Nice. And so um, do you guys collect them mainly or do you like use them to battle a lot? What's um? We play occasionally. I'd yeah. say they're more for collecting, but yeah. Playing is fun as well, and I've wanted to check out the virtual like TCG game as well because of that. Yeah, no, very good. I am. Um, so yeah, uh, obviously they announced in this um, Pokemon Presents as well that uh, you can play this Pokemon trading card game, which is a Game Boy Color game in the late nineties. Um, so free now if you got uh, the basic uh, Pokemon. Uh, sorry, a Nintendo Switch Online membership, and so um, I've never played these games before. I've always been like somewhat interested but worried that if I get into it I'm going to buy the four tubs and uh, spend a lot of money on uh, those things and collecting them because um, it looks very uh, addicting and very very cool because some of the, some of those cards look amazing the ones they create and and design um, but I thought I want to I want to know how the game works and so I've been actually learning the game playing this Game Boy Color version um, over the last couple of weeks and um, it's actually really fun and. Um, while the game's, you know, using the 8-bit the pixels of the Game Boy Color from 20-plus years ago, this is a really fun time and sort of explains the, the game um, and the concepts really well with the energy and the different, you know, um, ways you swap Pokemon in and out, attaching the energies for attacks and, and things like that. So um, we definitely recommend it um, if you're looking for a way to play it virtually, I suppose. Um, I'm just surprised they didn't really do many of those games afterwards. They kind of did that one. And the, yeah. the, the obviously did the trading card, the online mobile one. Um, but that's about it. Nothing else apart from that. Exactly. I want to say, give me more of that pixel art style as well. I love the old Game Boy, like, Pokemon style. Mm. I think it's really cool. Yeah, it's um, it, it's, it's a nostalgic bone for me as well, I think, um, playing, uh, having played Yellow back in the day and then... Um, Pokemon Silver was the one that we had in our household. And so, uh, yeah, lo- love those pixels and that, uh, um, you know, the, the chunkiness of these Pokemon sometimes because, uh, yeah, they uh, 
looked looked pretty chunky and cool back then. Um, it, although some of the animations weren't great, but it was just part of the appeal. And uh, you know, it's uh, you, you didn't know any better at the time playing these games. Um, so you you played a lot of the um, Pokemon as well, normal normal Pokemon games growing up. Yeah, I I think the first game was on the Game Boy Color. I think it was Pokemon Red. Yep. And that was really fun. I played a lot of black and white on the DS as well. Okay. Those were nice. two more of my favorites, yeah. Oh, very good. Um, yeah, on the DS as well. And so, uh, good. There was no uh, no remakes for, th- um, for those games in this presentation, which I think a few people Sadly. were calling out for. Um, probably not for a little while yet, I would, would expect. Um, other announcements. Um, so, a lot of, like, um, YouTube or the Netflix shows that they talked about in this. And so they had Pokemon Path to the Peak, which is an upcoming animated web miniseries all about the Pokemon trading card game. Um, and so this is going to showcase um, the, the, the actual uh, presentation t- showed a little sneak peek of the series and introduced us to the protagonist called Ava, um, who has an Oddish um, as their partner Pokemon. And then I think on the 11th of August, which was last week, um, it's out globally, episode one. So check that out if you're looking to... Watch that. Um, we got news on the new Detective Pikachu Returns. And so um, this is coming out on the 6th of October. We've got a new trailer um, outside of the the one that we got in the announcement at the Nintendo Directs in June. And so um, we had a bit more about how the game mechanics and, and a bit more about the characters. And so we had Detective Pikachu himself talking about all the other um, partners, including his partner, Tim, um, and how uh, this uh, fa- our favourite coffee-loving Pikachu is going to have to be on the hunt yet again to find his own Harry Goodman. Um, has to team up with Tim to solve these mysteries and work with other Pokemon to get to the bottom of the case. I think I saw um, the Pikachu ride the Growlithe for a while and then there was another another Pokemon they're riding. And so um, it's going to be one of those yeah fun sort of uh, solve, solve a mystery. Um, here's a crime scene. Let's walk around, find the clues and uh, queue up a few things to try and work out what happened um while the visuals might not look too good that has been a bit of a contentious issue with this game um to me it feels like this game was made originally for the 3ds in mind we heard about this game years ago and maybe delays and other things have only caused it to come out now and it's it's still looking like a 3ds game um what do you think about this one nom is this something you're excited to to pick up and play Look, I am excited. Honestly, yeah, it just looks a similar style to the first one, mm. which is why I was kind of okay with it. But then you look at it next to things like Pikmin and you're like, yeah, I guess this does look pretty bad, like compared to Pikmin Yes. visually. But I think it'll be a really fun game. I really enjoyed the first one. So I'm excited to play okay, it. Okay, so you had played the first one on the 3DS. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've, I've never played that one. That was very late in the um, 3DS's life cycle i believe and so um so so what was that one like that so you had a really good time did you just uh, playing that one yeah i thought it was fun i i enjoy you know solving mystery games and then i enjoy pokemon so it was Mm. kind of combining those two that venn diagram of interests yeah as like detective pikachu you could kind of talk to the other pokemon there was like lots going on it was really good Nice. So, yes, seems like it's going to be more of the same with the sequel here. Um, yeah, I'm keen to really try it out. I just haven't played the first one. Um, see if I can pick it up for, for cheap, the you know, on a cartridge somewhere because I can't buy it in the shop now because that's closed. But, um, 
yeah, um, just despite the the graphical limitations, despite the fact there's no sh- uh, shading, there's no shadows in in this game. Um, still excited to pick it up. There, there was a bit of debate in our Discord talking about, um, you know, just you know how bad the game looks because I think Michaela and I, as we watched it, it was just an obvious thing. We we're watching it, and then you know the 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 voiceover is not really lining up with uh, what with what's happening on screen, and you know it was just. It, it, it's not a deal breaker for us. It was just a little jarring, you know. And I think, um, I think the Pokemon games seemingly have been doing this more so in terms of visual presentation. And uh, um, yeah, I, I feel as a Nintendo fan, I play a lot of Nintendo stuff. I've got a pretty low, oh, sorry, pretty good tolerance to not great graphics compared to what I could get on PlayStation, PC, or an Xbox. But um, I, th- I think, uh, yeah, m- maybe maybe this one got delayed a few years, and uh, the the 3DS um, initial console design or selection was uh didn't eventuate but um still very keen for this one 6th of october so this will be not too far away and uh, under two months to go um outside of this one we got uh, another announcement um this one was for pokemon horizons and so this is the first animated pokemon show without ash ketchum um and pikachu's departure so um it's going to be coming. So this is the Western announcement. It's going to be coming sometime in the future. Um, uh, but Ash's final episodes will be kicking off on the eighth of September in North America. So I think that's in a couple of weeks. Um, I've never played. Uh, haven't. Sorry, I've I've watched a, a bit of the animated stuff early on. Um, haven't kept up to it in the last you know ten fifteen years or so. Is this something you've watched in between um. things, Norm, or or not really? I'm the same. Yeah. When my friends and I tend to watch Pokemon, it tends to be re-watching the old Pokemon yeah, movies, the old like one. the really old ones. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So I think, um, yeah, a lot, a lot of the yeah, really hardcore people would be watching the new stuff still. Um, this one ticked, popped on the radar just because of Ash Ketchum's departure from the show. And so that's a big sort of thing for the series. Obviously been there since the beginning. And so um, interesting to see how they go in a new direction with the new main character. Um, we also got a Pokemon Go update. There's a, a Go Fest um, Global that's going to run um, on the 26th to the 27th of August, and so that's still to come as at the time of this recording. Um, a whole lot of festivities are going to happen from that. Um, uh, the event will see Dianki uh, make its Pokemon Go debut with the um, ability to evolve. Um, and then um, Mega Rayquaza will also be appearing in raids on the 27th of August, so about a week from now. Um, and as well, they announced that Paldean Pokemon will make their debut in Pokemon Go in September next month. And so um, they're catching up all these Pokemon um, from all these previous gens. They're up to Gen 9 already. Um, they're going to run a Pokemon pretty soon, Pokemon Go, and then the, the mainline stuff won't be coming out so quick enough. So they'll have to find new ways to sort of um, keep people interested in these games. Um, I have again dropped off Pokemon Go for probably about a year or two now. Um, I was pretty uh, pretty um, constant playing it for about uh, five years or so, I reckon, and then um, I've just, just dropped off in the past couple of years. Um, are you still playing it? No, I'm probably, probably not. I think most people have, uh, from what I've heard, have dropped off at this stage. Yeah, I kind of dropped off when I got to Sydney, actually. I was still playing it pretty regularly before that oh, because it was just... Playing Yeah, there are probably more Pokestops here. Um, but my partner <laughs> and I would play it just to go on walks, like get us out of the house. Mm. 
they'd have events like that you could do on the weekend um, where there were lots of raids around. So yeah. you usually go out for those. Um, yeah, but if they keep adding more Pokemon, like the bag space everyone has is going to be like... Yeah, that's so right. They should increase it because I'm running out of bag space for all these new Pokemon as well. I was already um, having issues with that. And so mm. um, I could do it for free, and but it just took time, didn't it? And so I remember, um, oh, man, all, all, the, all the gyms I had to defend and, and attack and to get the poker coins. Oh, man, all, all coming back to me now. Um, but that, that, was, that was a great part of it, wasn't it? Being able to sort of use it to just get outside and explore a bit. I think... Um, yeah, had some very good fond memories of just just going out and you know being outside because of because of a phone game. I think is still still quite a novel thing even to yeah. this day. Um, it's, yeah, it's funny like the really remote parts of Tasmania. You'd leave your Pokemon in a gym and then nobody'd <laughs> knock it out, so you wouldn't be able to get your Pokemon. Yeah, because you need them out to get the the coin, don't you? So you kind yeah. of um, it's almost like you need a second phone with a second profile just to <laughs> sort of um. You know, play against yourself, get Pretty get the coins, much. rack it up. Um, yeah, that, that's dedication. Playing it in in a more rural, remote area, especially without the the, the lack of extra players and and the lack of poker stops. Because um, I would just play it on the way to work. I'd just be on the bus and I'd spin my stops and I get my items. And in the city, there's just stuff all everywhere, and so it's pretty easy to play it. But um, I can only imagine how hard it is in yeah, the more rural spot to do it. It probably made it better for us that there was yeah. less around. It made it more of an adventure to actually have to travel to go to things. Yeah, more special maybe. just be able to spin. Like sometimes we'd try to spin like when you're a passenger in a car, but, you know, it has the speed limit. Yeah. So you try to spin when you're at like a red light and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I love it. It's, um, yeah, it, it, it was a fun game. I should, uh, it's still on my phone. Maybe I should, I don't know. I get bored. I can always play it again. There's all there's all these all these games I can play. Um, we also got uh, Pokemon Unite. Um, so a new game mode has been announced. Um, it's called uh, Panic Parade. Um, so in it, you have to work with your teammates to protect a selected Pokemon um, from oncoming enemies. Um, uh, they also announced Mewtwo License X is in the game. And so during battle, this Pokemon can evolve into Mega Mewtwo X. And use attacks in close succession, and so from the seventeenth of August, which was just the other day, you can um, able you'll be able to be to, uh, excuse me, you'll be able to unlock Mewtwo License Y. I don't know what this is. I'm just saying these things at this stage. License Y. Um, this attacks differently from its other form. Um, again, I've I played a bit of Unite. Not, not a lot. I had it on my Switch probably about 10, 15 hours, and then I got to a stage where I realised to unlock the next thing I really wanted to unlock, I would have had to have played. A lot, a lot, and just it, it felt like the you know the pay to win was really there in this game more than other games like Pokemon Go. I'd never paid money for, but I could still play it and had a good time. Things like were slower, but felt more attainable. And whereas in Unite, it just wasn't the case, and so I kind of kind of dropped off, even though it was fun when I when I did do it. Do you ever play this one? No, I no. haven't. It never came across my radar. Yeah. 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 That's fair enough. Um, also had ones for Pokemon Masters EX, Pokemon Cafe Remix, just some um, similar updates in those. And then um, the the yeah the Pokemon Trading Card game and then Pokemon Stadium 2. And so it was one of the highlights for me anyway. Um, talked a bit about the Trading Card game. Um, a, a cool feature that they've actually included 
uh, retained in it is the card pop feature. And so that was a two-player feature that randomly generated a card for each player. Um, and so this is when, like, on your old Game Boys, you had an infrared reader on top of the Game Boy. And so you'd have the two of them kind of, like, not quite lined up by this, but, like, with the infrareds lined up. And then them, each player would get a random card. So this was really cool. I, you know, I'd never... I think there was one or two games I'd use the infrared reader on, and they were, they were Pokemon related, I think. Um, so it was, it, was, it was a cool feature that never really got used. But um, so it's really cool that they've actually, you know, with this NSO version of the game, actually allowed this card pop feature to still work, even though there's no infrared port or anything like that. Um, yeah, that's no, cool. It's cool that they've actually allowed these features. So um, we'll definitely recommend checking that out. And then Pokemon Stadium. Two on the 64 and so this um played a little bit of this since it's come out on the switch uh but it's pretty well um you know from what, what i've read it pretty much improves everything from the original uh pokemon stadium and i say the original pokemon stadium it's really um, the second one um because the original one um was only available in japan um yeah i never played this one until recently so um yeah, I'll have to check it out a bit more before I can really comment on that one. Ever played the uh, Pokemon Stadium games? No, I haven't either. No. I didn't even know, like, the first one was only in Japan. That's really interesting. Yeah, and then the our first one is really the second one in Japan. Mm. So, and then our second's their third. So, it's just, yeah, one of those, yeah, weird things. All the, the Japanese market always tended to get more games than um than we got. Less less got localised. Um. So yeah, uh, in these Pokemon present, there was a lot of you know stuff for already established games. I uh, had uh, some stuff on uh, Pokemon Sleep. Um, talk about the Good Sleep Day event coming, um, and then uh, another series called Pokemon Paldane Winter, which is a web series, and that's going to stream on the YouTube official Pokemon YouTube channel from next month. Um, but the the main one was the Hidden Treasures of Area Zero, and so we got. Um, Another trailer and overview for this second or this lot of DLC that's going to come out from next month. And so this was um, talking about it's going to come in two waves. You got the um, first wave, which is the Till Mask, I believe. And then after that, it is the... Um, uh, what's the second part? i find that somewhere. Um my note, yeah, the Indigo Disc, I think. And so um, this is talking about um, set the first part set in the land of Kitakami, beyond the borders of Paldea. And so you start on a school trip with your partner, Academy, uh, which is the Blueberry, Blueberry Academy. Um, and so um, in this one, you're able to play, well, I think there's new mini games, there's new Pokemon, things you're not going to get in the original Paldean area. Um, and so just building up from that and a new storyline emerges from that. And so um, looks very similar uh, visually from the others. Um, obviously new content, new characters you are going to meet. Um, and so uh, they talk about some other features like the Roto Stick, which allows you to take some better selfies from more uh, better angles um, and things like that. New Pokemon like this one, I think it's called Diplin as well. And so... Um, Obviously cool that you can sort of get, they add these extra Pokemon in these um, DLC waves. And um, yeah, it's, I don't know if I'm getting too excited for it. I think, and I think I got what I needed to out of Scarlet and Violet. But um, Noam, what do you think of this? Is this something that you might pick up again 
if, if you played Scarlet and Violet. I think considering it, the fringes yep. are a statement, hey? Yeah. <laughs> like cross fringes. Yes, that's it. Um, with the Pokemon? Single- um, no, of the main characters, uh, like, like the crisscross yes. fringes. Yeah. No, I've been seeing a lot of people talking about Archaludon as well, which is like another one of the new Pokemon, how he kind of looks mm. like a, um, one of those things you use to get staples out of things. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> I think he's coming up actually. Pokemon. We'll have to, we'll have to, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. The claws and stuff. Yep. Yeah. We'll have to check that out. Um, I, I, I had a bit of a laugh because, um, they talked about the, one of the markets in this first wave and the, they called it bustling. And I'm just looking at the screen and it's just like <laughs> one person with a whole bunch of shopkeepers and maybe one other random person in, in the aisle in, in the, in the alley or whatever you call it. So I don't know. It wasn't bustling to me, but um, there's, you know, um, you know, they've got their mini games. I think Ogre ousting with watching right now. I think you get a bit of much or something that can power up your Pokemon stats. And so, um, a lot of things, you know, they've, they've added to, I think the fresh start one as well lets you sort of redo your Pokemon's um, stats. And so that, that's a cool feature that you can do if you really wanted to rebuild them and, and um, get them a certain way, I suppose. And so, um, yeah, I, uh, you know, it looks, look, looks fine. Um, don't know if I'll pick it up or not, but, um, you know, I think good to see it's finally coming out i've just heard so much about um it's coming it's coming it's coming we just didn't know when um and so we've got the first wave coming on the 13th of september we're in later on in um this year so our summer probably or winter for those in the northern hemisphere we're going to get this second one here the indigo disc and so um this one's set in the blueberry academy which is a very cool sort of underwater um, terrarium kind of uh, thing going on. Um, it's got like four different biomes, I think, and then acts as a home to all these different Pokemon. Um, and so, yeah, as you can see here, um, all the different landscapes and so forth. And so um, your legendary can fly in this area. And so you, for brief periods, you'll be able to fly around with your Maridon um, and sort of, uh, uh, I think I even saw in the trailer, there's like a Pilot Wings kind of mini game that they've added into here. And then the same thing with the DLC one, you've got your new Pokemon um, and characters uh, being shown that are exclusive to this area. So um, yeah, they, they showed the BB League here. It's like an elite um, four um, sort of battle storyline you'll have to get through as well. Um, and yeah, so just a whole bunch of new content. Feels like a brand new game with these two DLC waves. Um, they don't do the third version of a game in the generation anymore. They do more of the um, the DLC of late, which I think's worked all right for them. Um, which which wave do you think looks better, this first one or the the second one showing right now? I feel like the second one has more in it, like more in it environment yeah. wise. I feel like it will hopefully be worth the wait. Um, mm. I mean. Yeah, just more Pokemon content is always exciting. So yeah, and you know there was a lot of it um, talked about here, and so it's it's you know not a doesn't seem too light. Seems like there's going to be a decent amount. The pilot wings thing right there, um, and so um, yeah, I hope yeah for those who are still playing the game, there's still a few of my friends um, I see on my Switch popping up and uh, playing their Scarlet or Violet still. That um it has a lot of value for them and and a bit of fun. Um, to keep them going because um, it's been nearly a year since the f- game, the OG game came out. So um, long time 
to wait between these DLC packs. I feel like a lot of other Nintendo games have had their DLC come a bit earlier than uh, the Pokemon ones right now, but um, they probably need the time, Pokemon Company, to get the, the DLC out, which is probably not a bad thing, so I'm not going to complain about that. Um, I saw a lot of people, a lot of... Um, uh, talk online about um, this presents being something of a disappointment for them. They wanted, you know, the, a new, um, like a new mystery dungeon or, you know, a blue and white remade or version mm. three or a new Legends Arceus or whatever they would call it after that. Um, I, I think that these sort of presents, you know, you, you know you're going to get not just the games, but the sort of everything that um, stems from the whole Pokemon universe. And so... Um, you know, they've just had the announcement for Detective Pikachu Returns. Um, obviously, the DLC was the main focus for this year. So, I, I think going into it, I always expected to, you know, just just more of the same stuff we've already talked about. So, I think there was always going to be um, people being, you know, set up for you know disappointment if they were going to expect anything else. What did yeah, you I just, think? I think with everybody complaining about the look of Pokemon lately, don't mm. you want them to be spending more time on it? So maybe they shouldn't be announcing things, and that's a good thing. <laughs> hopefully it means that they're working on these things that people want them to iron out. That's a great point. That's right. It's a, You can't have your cake and eat it too. You want games all the time, but then they look like they do. Um, that's an issue, isn't it? So, um, yeah, I think, yeah. There, there's a, there's been a lot of Pokemon stuff. There's been a lot of stuff on the Switch for Pokemon, and it's just this juggernaut of a massive game series now that's taken over the world. Uh, I think everyone knows that, don't they? And just that is a lot of stuff. And so you know, um, outside of the games, we got all these YouTube um, announcements. Pokemon Concierge is one that's coming out on Netflix later this year. It's just absolutely huge. The Pokemon fandom right now, and. Um, I suppose it means people love it so much they they, they want it to be um you know hitting you know th their expectations and when it when it makes so much money and um yeah the talk about the graphics and the output of how it looks sort of um comes into play with this whole you know they're selling so much making so much money why can't it look better so it's 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 a real challenge and I think I've even read commentary throughout this week how um uh, the Pokemon companies someone from the Pokemon companies sort of mentioned um, it's something that they're, they're looking to discuss this whole, you know, how they deliver con uh, new games on a, you know, c currently it's pretty well three years they're getting a new generation and, um, you know, if that's sustainable or, or not. And so um, that that's them at least admitting they need to look at it. I'm just a bit sceptical whether they would extend these time periods between releases, but um, we, we will see. So, um, you know, I, I've enjoyed... Did you play uh, Legends Arceus early last year? I had a really good time at that one. That was a new sort of game spin-off they did um, in the Pokemon series there. Yeah, I haven't, but I he heard really good things about it. Um, is that the one where they did it and it was really different and everybody yeah. was really happy with that and then they yeah. kind of reverted back to what they were doing? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was yeah. set back in the past and when Pokemon, you know, without the, the flashy Pokeballs and all the tech that they have now, sort of what it looked like like hundreds of years ago. And so um, a bit more, you know, you're sort of walking and catching the Pokemon in real time a bit more than what, you know, the other games did. And so, um, yeah, more, more of that stuff would be cool to see. And uh, I hope they, you know, that wasn't just a one and done kind of thing. And yeah. they'll get more of that in the future. So, um, 
yeah, so what, what did you think of the presents overall? I thought there was enough there. What, what, what are the big things you're sort of excited for or what, what piqued your interest the most? Look, it definitely wasn't as hyped up as people were. Like, people were really hyping it up beforehand. So yeah. I was a little disappointed, mm. but I am really excited for Detective Pikachu too. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that despite all the things we talked about with the, with the visual performance and all that. I think it will still be a fun, fun time as well. Alrighty, so um, we got an announcement earlier this week about Red Dead Redemption 2. And so um, this is the OG, the first one. It is now out on the Switch, which is a very cool thing. I think um, I think it might be the first time it's actually you can play it portably. And so um, I think Game Explain here did a graphical comparison. You can see what it will look like on the Switch. And so I've heard some pretty good things about this port being done fine and well um it you know there are no knowing glaring issues with this port from you know this is a 360 ps3 game back in the day um to it now being available on the switch and so it looks looks really good i think um that the the contentious thing has obviously been the price tags this being like a full 70 dollars for here in australia i think it's 60 or 50 dollars in the states and so um, it comes with the Undead Nightmares DLC, at least, included. And so, um, um, what was a really fun game. I, I love playing this game um, back in the day. Um, I think there's been a lot of commentary online whether it's worth the full cost of a, of a brand new game to this day. And so, um, Valley's all, all about the person buying it. It's all up to them what they deem to be, if it's worth it or not. Um so yeah, I've seen a few people pick this up, play it out, check it out, and, and have a really good time. So, Nom, was this one you've ever played? This Red Dead Redemption for? Uh, it's crazy. I've never played Red Dead Redemption, and I hear it's such a good game. But um, with the price tag, I feel like because it's a direct port, I kind of understand people not liking that price tag maybe if there was a little bit extra added mm. to the switch version maybe it would make it more worth it but yeah i don't know i might pick it up maybe yeah um it's on my wish list i think if it's got a decent sale it might be something worth picking up and, and playing portably because i think uh, yeah i just yeah have really fond memories of playing that game back in the day and that, that was such a cool cool game and then the ending's great and just um um Rockstar do do great sort of story dialogue driven games and they're open sandboxes and uh, yeah um, I I need to play the second one because I haven't played the second one first so that should pre- really should be the, the the game I play first before uh, Red Dead um, one but um, yeah good to see um, I don't think this version has online multiplayer though um, and so that with the you know premium price of being you know seventy dollars I think. Um, has been the only sort of negative for some people playing this one. Alrighty. Um, we got some news on uh, the new Splatoon 3 um, season. And so this is uh, Drizzle, I believe it is called, and um, had some other news announcements as well, talking about uh, some Amiibo that we are going to get. And so um, Splatoon 3 is having its soon to be one year anniversary um pretty crazy how this game's already been out for a year um very cool to see so this new season is going to have all the like with every other season new items and maps content and the like and so um i think they show a new uh map here crab leg stage and um 
yeah, just going through the motions of um, the Splatoon 3 uh, game because I think um, hearing a lot of positive things, a lot of people still playing this one, getting a lot of time out of it. And um, yeah, going from there. Is this one you ever picked up, Nom, the Splatoon um, games? It isn't, but I think it's great that they're like continuing to do things for players like the Splatfests and mm. the new stages. And it looks like, I don't know, this is definitely a big fan favorite for Nintendo, so... Yeah, it's pretty amazing how that they're putting time into it. Yeah, it's pretty amazing how quickly in popularity this game series has become. It's one of their top three or five, I reckon, um, uh, with your Mario's and Zelda's and Animal Crossing's now. It's um, it's, re- it's really up there. So especially in Japan, it's it's huge. Um, I think we've got an upcoming Splatfest for the um, leaders, and so you know um, you can finally work out once and for all, you know, which one is your favorite? Is it Big Man? Is it Shiv? You know, um, which one? is it going to be? And so this will um, settle a debate. There's been a bit of a contentious, um, uh, you know, is, is Shiva just winning all these Splatfests because it's getting the best option? Is she getting the best option within the Splatfest options? Um, we will see for sure um, whether Big Man or her or the other one um, wins it. So um, I will share the Amiibo because they are very cool looking. I, um, I'm i a big Amiibo collector and so um, have always loved seeing these ones getting shown off Is it that yeah one? i was gonna say we're picking out of best amiibo i think big man is the <laughs> is is the one it's the cool one yeah it's the cool one yeah um oops that's loud so i'm gonna i've got a press start article here i'm gonna shout them out as i share the screen and so um we've got shiver here fry um all very cool looking, and then Big Man's just this huge stingray that just yeah. absolutely yeah, there he is <laughs> bounces off the podium. There he is nowhere near within the vicinity of the podium, and so um, he's going to look really big. I'm going to have to have a dedicated area for Big Man. Um, easily my favourite character of, of the leaders, and so um, I, I've got a huge collection of the amiibos. They're all packed away, Norm, at the moment because we're about to move house, and so. Um, I just hope I haven't broken any as I packed them into uh, all our boxes ready to move out. I just uh, that would that'd be devastating if I uh, broke one as I opened up into the new place and uh, you know Link Link's broken his sword or something. Oh, or one that the, would be so yeah, bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping. I think I, I think I did a good job, um, but uh, you know still got to move it obviously and and go from there. So, um, amiibos is that something you have collect? Don't have. I have a few because they're good Christmas presents, I think. Mm. So people have gotten me a few. I've got uh, like yeah. the Peach Amiibo and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? But I've never been a big collector of them. Nice. Well, if you if you don't start, then you don't have, you know, the lack of space that I do now from them. So uh, no, that that is fair enough. <laughs> they're very cool though. I do, I do like the whole idea. You know, it's something sort of, you know, an interest that you have sort of miniaturized down into little figurine. Um, some, some of the big ones take up a lot more space. So I don't need to... I don't need to worry about that. Alrighty. Um, those are the news items. Those are the f- things going on lately. Um, for our topic, I wanted to talk about um, Street Pass in 2023 because I think we're seeing a bit of a revival, which I think is very cool these days with um, the Street Pass. Is, do you ever remember getting oh, your 3DS, yeah. open, closing it, just putting it in your bag and just sort of going about your day? And coming back, opening it up and seeing what's happened. 
I would be so excited when I'd see that little green light on the DS meeting that yeah. I'd gotten the street pass while I was walking around. I'd be like, yes, open it up. Something's happened. That's right. I um have really fond memories because this was probably around the time I was doing university. And so um, I'd have my 3DS, have it closed in my bag with my notebooks and laptop. And, uh, you know, I'd go to my classes, my lectures, my tutes. Um, I see it, you know, it's just there. I don't touch it. And then I get home and then I unfolded it and just, yeah, you saw the lights and you sort of uh, did um, the different uh, games and puzzles that uh, came from it. So um, it just became um, like a habit for me. I just every day just uh, have it in my bag. At the end of the day, just open it up and go from there. So Yeah. yeah. So what, what, what were you doing? What was your routine? Yeah, I, I, it made me more excited to get out of the house. I'd bring it in the car, like on the way to school, and I'd get home and open it up and do all the puzzle pieces. That was my favorite bit. Not even the, f- like, me fighters bit. The puzzle yeah. pieces. I was so excited to collect them. Going to a convention as well, like packs, and being able to just street pass with everyone at the convention was so exciting. It was. So many. You get so many. That's right. I am... Um... The puzzles were my favourite as well. And so um, the puzzle swap, I think it was called. And so um, so you get, you know, you get different people and they'd have a different piece of a puzzle that you'd want to complete your, your picture. And so, you know, you'd be getting all these different art pieces that you collect the puzzles for. And then, you know, the more people you meet, the more puzzles you get. And so... Um, yeah, just just living in the city, you just you'd fill up with the ten straight away, and that was another issue because the ten was capped, wasn't it? So you could only do the ten, yeah. and then it was done after that. And so if every now and then I'd try and open it up throughout the day and sort of you know do the ten, but um, and then you could do like twenty or thirty by the end of the day if you kept doing it. But obviously that was a you know bit of a you know you had to go out of your way to do that. But um, yeah, so that th- that was obviously annoying, but obviously you know meant you kept playing it to try and collect the puzzles and not get like a hundred in a day or something yeah. like that. Can you imagine being and at like PAX getting a hundred? Yeah. Smashing out a whole bunch of puzzle so pieces. Good. Yeah. Cause like they kept adding new puzzles as well. Yeah. So ju- just before I'd finish a puzzle, they'd add a new one and then you get a piece of the new puzzle and I'd be like, I want a piece of the old puzzle. I just want to finish one puzzle. Yeah. So yeah. I think I had like, I can't remember it. It was one of the Mario games. I was missing one piece of a puzzle for ages, I reckon, and I just couldn't yeah. get it. And it, like, I'd I'd be because you get to look through their puzzle pieces that you want to collect, and no one had yeah. it. Um, and that, that that always irked me off. That was just like, God damn it! I got there eventually, and like, that was like, thank goodness. But um, yeah, that, that was always part of the fun, though, wasn't it? So, um, so yeah, for those like, this was part of like, you had your 3ds. You do your street pass. You're in your, the, the meet plaza, and so you meet all these characters. Um, if you want to meet them multiple times, you get to sort of do extra things with them. So I think you could actually communicate a bit more, um, have personalised messages to these people as you kept meeting up with them, which would happen, you know, if you if you're doing like your routine, like for me, going to the same shoots and lectures, you're probably walking past a lot of the same people at the same time um, throughout your week, and so. Um, that's how you could build up and, and do those extra sort of features through that. Um, yeah. yeah. I think you could like in the fighting one, level up your people as you saw them more. Like mm. I remember I saw my sister a lot. So my sister's me was really powerful in the fighting game. Yes. I passed her a lot. On you passed pass. a lot. Yeah. yeah. So I think it was a uh, quest. It was called, wasn't it? Street pass quest. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, this was the other free game that you got to, 
um, check out and, uh, you know, yeah, it's more of like an RPG kind of uh, leveling up as you went around and trying to sort of find um, more characters, defeat all the enemies and things like that. So, um, yeah, outside of that, you got to sort of pay for some other games. So I, I think I bought one. Um, uh, it wasn't this one. It was, I can't remember the other one, but I didn't play it a lot. But um, I know a lot of people, you know, you had these options to sort of buy the stuff. So, see, I'd be playing this right now, buying and selling stocks on the uh, oh, Street wow. Pass. Yeah, I, I never bought the Street Pass paid games. I was always doing the free ones. Doing the free ones. Um, so that that enough there to sort of keep you interested in it. Street Pass Trader I would have played a lot if I if I had my time again. Um, this is the slot racer one right here. Um, you know, it just I felt the 3DS did did social stuff really well. Um, where Switch does it in a different way because the games are fun and you want to play them together. Uh, the street street pass with the 3ds, you know, with the Mii's and the Miiverse with the Wii U. It was just during that time ten years ago where you know it was actual social media sort of connection with these games people had. You know, Nintendo was doing it um, instead of less relying like X and Facebook yeah. and those other ways to interact these days. You could add yeah. like your own personalization too, like with the mm. messages and people would create such interesting me's, like just <laughs> seeing other people's me's and how they like made the face look like a picture or something. It was really oh, yeah. something that we don't as much have at the moment with that interaction. No. Just like picto chat as well. Oh, like I love picto chat. picto chat. Oh man, doing that with my brothers all the time. Even yeah. at school, I reckon, I think we had the, the picto chat going. Um, with, with fellow classmates, yeah, that that was, that was a fun time with the drawing and and running the messages and everything. Yeah, um, you'd fill in the whole screen black. Oh, and yeah, yeah, I did that. Like erase a message yeah. and then you'd send it. Yep, yep. Um, oh, yep, that's right. And then what's this one? This street pass ninja as well. So, um, yeah, like it was pretty extensive by the end of its run. Like a lot of uh, games, a lot of um, different uh, modes and uh, customization that you could do, and then like you could buy sort of outfits and. Um, helmets or uh, hats and things and like for your me's and so um, it was a lot added to it in the end and just again this, the Switch just hasn't uh, the kept that going into the next version um, to what we're seeing today um, so what we're seeing now 2023 people you know they had the eShop announced as closing so you know um, you can't buy these games now uh, they're not available. So if they're on your 3DS now, then they're all well and good. You can still use them. But um, uh, 2023 was the start of the end for this sort of stuff. And so um, we've seen a bit of a resurgence, I suppose, in uh, Street Pass. And so um, people are trying to use like a hashtag. They've had like other events. I think there was um, the Oz Comic Con in Perth. They had yeah. a team up with... Um, organizers of what they called Street Pass Weekend 2023. So I think there was a whole bunch of events around the world and people were encouraging others to bring their 3DSs with a bit of like, make sure it's open, got the Street Pass ready, sorry. Um, and you can walk around and, and play it again and, and pretend like you're in 2013 again, you know, instead of 2023. So um, have you, when was the last time you got your uh, 3DS out and uh, Street Passed? Oh, it's been s such a long time. I'm so glad things like this are coming back because I'd love to do it again. I need to dig the 3DS out. I don't even know where it is at the moment. Like the last time I yeah. played it was when I played the Detective Pikachu game. Yeah. And then that was about the end of its life for me because then I got a Switch. So it's a good excuse to get these things out again, for sure. Definitely. I um, 
I, can't, I think I did it in PAX last year. So I was, in, I was at PAX and um, decided to bring it out. And then I forgot about it. And then I got back after the weekend and I hit my 10. And, and, and that was it. So I forgot to regularly check it. But um, uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of... Um, I think Xeon from Nintendo Life's been pushing this one a lot, getting uh, Street Pass back in 2023. So that, that's been a fun thing to see as well and, and experience. And so um, I think I'll do the same with PAX, bring it along, um, play some of the other games. Can't buy the new stuff because the shop's down, but um, uh, pl- play the quest, play the puzzle one and and go from there. So um, yeah, some, some, some good fun memories of those back in the day. Um, very good. Anything else, Nom, on, on Street Pass? I'll just be bringing my 3DS to more cons. So I hope yeah. everybody else does too, so I can Street Pass with you. Yeah, Street Pass and hit up Nom on uh, Street Pass and uh, get some puzzle pieces from her. Um, very good. All right. Uh, we are at that stage where we talk about weird Nintendo. And so I, I just select something weird and random and just, that, that just happens in the world of Nintendo and we just get to, to talk about it a little bit. That's the wrong one. Here is here's the button. That's the one. All right. So, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, Nom, but um, one lucky person bought a Nintendo console, a GameCube, and you know you just think it's the GameCube. I'm just buying a second-hand console, and um, you know you don't think anything else of it. But um, this lucky person discovered that you know they had a game inside and so this is like a bonus isn't it when you buy like a, a, a console you know like a 3ds or, or a wii or a gamecube that has actually got a game disc inside and so um you open these up you think you know if you're going to get a game like if, if you bought a wii what what game do you think most likely would be in the wii if there was one mario kart mario kart that's right or, or wii yeah. sports or something you know something that sold millions of copies that pretty well every other um wii owner owned um but this lucky Nintendo fan was lucky to find um, a Mario Party game. So it might have been the one that you played, Nom, because this was Mario yeah. Party 7 for the GameCube, which is like the rarest Mario Party game you can get out there. Um, so th- they hit the jackpot. This was a very lucky find for them. Um, yeah, so just this was a recent article p- published by Game Rant, and so... Um, Gave me the idea, sort of uh, to, to sort of reminisce and sort of ask around for those, you know, if they've ever found a, a random and weird game in their console. And so, um, check the Discord and a lot of, you know, the Wii Sports, the, the Mario Karts. Um, one person even had a Pokemon game in their 3DS, you know, which I think is pretty slack from the seller when you think, because you, know, you can see the game still within. Yeah, your console, I can't you check it out. Yeah, I that's mean, what you check really that. Don't mind. Yeah. Correct. Whereas a console, I mean, you might forget to open the flap for the GameCube or the Wii was hard because you had to power it up to eject the game out. And so, um, have you ever had anything like this before, Nom? Any... I wish. Yeah, that's man. so lucky. I, I'm hoping that the Mario Party I played was the 7 because maybe I still have it. Maybe it's yeah. worth a little something. It, yeah. it, it's worth a bit, actually, 7. So, um like came out later in its uh, life and um, not as didn't sell as many and I think still pretty decent game um, for, for the Mario parties and so um, yeah bit of a thrill I wish you know you know it, it'd be like pretty unreal if you opened a GameCube and found like Pokemon Gale of Darkness that was a really rare one that that, that sells for, like hundreds of dollars now um, you know like like a Chrono Trigger remake on the DS. Um, Anything like that. So if, if you could have anyone on the Wii, any game on the Wii that was hidden within the console, what would it be? 
Oh, that's such a hard question. Because <laughs> I don't know what's valuable on the Wii, and that's probably what I'd go for. <laughs> um, did you ever play My Sims on the Wii? Oh, I did, yes. <laughs> that's one of the most nostalgic games for me. So I guess without knowing the value of things, that's what I'd pick, one of the rarer My Sims games. Yeah, we had and My Freedom. Sims. Yeah, we played that. I remember that one. That was um probably one of my first introductions to The Sims. I know that was a bit of a spin-off, wasn't it? The My Sims stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah no, that was, I remember having fun with that one. Um, I never played the proper Sims on the PC. So this is yeah, my first time playing that one. Um, nice. Did you ever like the Murray Galaxies or Twilight Princess or yes. something like that? <laughs> Have you heard the thing where in Mario Galaxy and Mario Galaxy 2, the shines in the letters spell out different things on the title screen? <laughs> so No, what? Yeah, so there are different, um, so the letters kind of shine on the title screen and it ends up spelling out a message. I can't remember what it when is. One Super Mario Galaxy? Yeah, and then Super Mario no. Galaxy 2 does it as well. Yeah. I have not heard that. <laughs> what? I'm going to Mario Galaxy shine letters. Is that, if I, if I Google that, will that Maybe. tell me? Or just Mario Galaxy m message or title message. <laughs> If you highlight the shiny letters on both Super Mario Galaxy covers, you get a shiny conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Little tidbit. <laughs> you're, you're memeing me right now, aren't you? No, it's it's a legit thing. And then backwards, like on the Mario Galaxy 2, there's a reply message. Is this, is this really it? It's a real thing. What does it say then? Go on. Wait, let me look it up. I'm going to share you what I think it is, which I think is very funny if this is what you've uh, brought up. Oh, yep. Yep, that's right. <laughs> that is the one? Yeah, all right. You, you, you say it. You, you brought it up. No, I'm going. <laughs> oh. oh, no. I feel uh, like I've trapped myself here. <laughs> if, if, uh, we, well, well, full disclosure, the ABC had to approve you being on here as well, so I want to thank the ABC for letting you come on. <laughs> thank you uh, to the ABC. <laughs> So we don't have to say it if you don't want to. We can sort of uh, let people find out if they want to on their yeah, own. Yeah, look it up. Look, look it up. That was good. You got me. I'm, <laughs> I'm a bit red-faced after that. That's very funny. You got me. It's true, though. It is true. <laughs> I'm not making it up. <laughs> no, that's no, there. It is. It is there. And then uh, people can check that out if they want. <laughs> so an Illuminati kind of thing going on right there. Um, true. Uh, that, that's very good. Um, I love that. <laughs> but... um. Noam, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate your um, presence here today. I want to thank the ABC, you know. So what was that process like getting them? It was, it was just a bit of a check, was it? Just just double check that I'm not going to oh, be yeah, naughty or it's not going to be against what the ABC stands for. Is that to... Yeah, we just have a very, you know, we have to uphold our policies and they just need to make sure I'm doing that at all times. It's Correct. Really important. Yeah. Correct. That's right. So um, no, that was very good. Um, I appreciate them letting you come on. I appreciate you coming on. Um, if people want to find out more from you and, and your work and, and what you do, where can people find you? Uh, so you can find us at ABC Gamer on TikTok or ABC TV Gamer on YouTube. Awesome. I will have all the notes um, in the show notes. Um, and uh, 
any any socials we post on the episode will be sure to include you and and the tags for that. So, um, thanks again for coming on, Nom. Really appreciate it. Good luck with your TikTok presenting, producing work. Um, very cool, very cool that you're um, able to sort of have this as work. Uh, pretty crazy that it's actually um, that you can do it. Um, and look forward to seeing all the really cool, fun, creative things that you and your team create on ABC Game. I think, I think it's a really good thing for all Australians to get behind and um, and to support. So um, you'll even see, I think, Bajo and Hex from The Good Game, they've made some appearances, haven't they, in the content. Yeah, and they've, little um, cameos. Yeah, they've uh, uh, helped you guys out, get the, get the name out again. So I think that's really cool to see. So um, thanks again to everyone else for listening and watching. Really appreciate it. And uh, there's the outro music. <laughs> thanks so much for having me on. It's been yeah. so fun. My pleasure. Um, hope everyone has a great week and of gaming. We'll be back in a couple of weeks for episode number 50. I got to 50. Wow. We're doing this fortnightly, um, slowly chipping away the episode numbers. So we're at episode number 50 next week. So we'll get someone special on for that episode as well. But thanks again, everyone, for listening. And bye for now. <laughs>